0: Welcome here to a National Signing Day special that I'm very happy to have with a name that I have never seen anything close to before, so let's get that name out there for you. Oluwade Milade, Omopariola. And middle name David, he goes by David from Nigeria And so happy to have him on the broadcast here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora In this National Signing Day special featuring Syracuse Orange signees For the 2023 incoming class for college football And David is a defensive lineman that is coming to us from Baltimore, Maryland From Woodlawn, and with that being said, David, welcome to the broadcast How you doing? I'm doing very well. And we were talking about it a little bit off the air, but Oluwade Milade Omopariola, such a unique and beautiful name. And like you told me off the air, it has a lot of meaning. And I'd love for you to share the Nigerian meaning to your name.
1: got actually, so um, Oluwade Milade, my first name, means God crowned me. And my last name, Omapariola, the summary of what that name means, because it goes for a lot of definitions, to summarized as, a child is more important than wealth So, child is like the number one priority, basically
0: So your first name meaning God crowned me What does that mean yep. to you to have that as your name?
1: Um, that just mean like I'm the chosen one You know, like, just because I have the name David also So, just basically describes me as a king God crowned me, and then my middle name being David It just signifies me, you know
0: And then, go ahead, what were you going to say? And I'm done. So God crowned me being your first name, being chosen, and then David obviously a chosen king that we read about in the Bible, and then oma pariola, child is more important than wealth. Uh, that 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 side to it, the fact that, you know, human life and the future, our children are more important than so much. Just what what that meaning carries for you daily.
1: Um i would say definitely i used to think about that a lot because child definitely is more important than wealth because you can have you can be the richest person in the world but if you don't have any child to you know and every stuff that you have and carry the name forever and make you like look good and do great things with that name so it was more about the child than about the money and my first name the lot it's just it's just like a like a prayer like a lot of lontarian's they are always like a prayer because when you say it out loud you're saying a prayer you know you're saying all the time it's gonna be like a prayer like god crown me god crown me and at one point god is gonna crown you so it's just like uh speaking stuff to uh existence basically my first name
0: and and here on wake up call inside of the cafe Kuball studios national signing day special as we celebrate all the milade i'm a pariola here on the show And also goes by David, his middle name. When you look at that Nigerian descent and that background, how you carry that with you daily, what it means to you to be Nigerian, what it means to you, like you said, your first name, essentially to be a prayer, God crown me, God crown me, and one day God will. Just what the Nigerian background for you uh, does and just your pride in your nationality.
1: Yeah. Yeah, basically, God is definitely like a number one thing. Especially growing up as a Christian, God, you no, know, everything we do, I always thank God. Like the everything, like day to day, you always got to thank God. It's a, it's a number one thing to do. It's not. I'm really big on religion, so.
0: And and where did that come from? That you're so big on religion and your faith in God.
1: Um, I would say it was since younger. Like when I was like younger, growing up, I used to uh, go to church with my parents. Like every day, we never missed church. You know. So it was like I grew into it. And then I used to pray by myself and my prayers would come true. And I just, you know, if your faith gets bigger and you just get, you know, stronger in religion and stuff like that, and you just believe that, okay, God is real. you just know, like, answer my prayers, he does this to me, and you just thank him so much because, you know, yeah.
0: David, when, like you said that, that faith is very important to you, that connection to God is important to you and thanking God for everything. It, Nigerian descent, when you look at your heritage, how much did that have to do with your faith? Is that something that was taught really in the culture of Nigeria? Or just what you could say about that connection to it?
1: Okay. I would say average um, uh, Nigerian, like a lot of Nigerians are really religious and stuff. But I won't say it's a Nigerian thing to be, you know, Christian and stuff like that. But I would say it was like my grandparents... So my dad, my granddad was a um, pastor and my mom, our mom, basically my grandma, they used to go to church like every day during the choir and stuff like that. They sung for the church. they like participating in the church. They, they believe in like, you know, helping the church and God so God can help you back. So it was something that I had to like grow up doing. Something that like my mom and my dad actually like put into me and my other siblings. that Okay, this is what you got to do in church. You got to be... You know, if you got to participate, you got to help out in the church so God can help you in your life. So I would say my grandparents really started everything.
0: And uh, we lost you for a second. Can you hear us?
1: I can can hear you now.
0: Yeah, so you said your grandparents really started everything?
1: Yeah, my grandparents started everything, and they passed it to my parents. And my parents passed it on to me constantly.
0: And, you know, when you when you think about your family, your grandparents and your parents and your siblings, how would you describe the personalities in your family and the makeup of your family and, and just, you know, how much they mean to you?
1: Um, I love my family so much, like, really a lot, especially, like, growing up with um, a apprentices, you know, not, I'm not going to call my parents a trick, but they're big on, like, discipline and organization and stuff like that. So you had to do stuff the right way. It was no... You know, it was no time to mess up. You gotta do it the right way. You gotta you know, thank God every morning. It was it was really just a discipline on good thing to do. And then I thank God for my dad in my life because as a man he told me like I can't like quit. Like definitely like quitting is not in our name. Like bro, like brothers, was life going on, you know, my dad definitely like motivated me a lot. You know, to not quit in, being a man, that's what you gotta do. You gotta like listen to other people and like basically struck me, like making me the man that I'm becoming today, like the man i will be, like the man that I am right now, The man I'm about to become. My dad really helped me with that. And I thank him for
0: that. You know, when you look at, like you said, your dad helped you to become the man that you are today. Are, are there any messages that stick out to you that you kind of carry with you from your dad, or call him up and something that that maybe he commonly has said to you or tried to instill in you?
1: Yeah, I would. Two things that I always tell myself that my dad always said since I was like really, really, since I was, like, in Nigeria. He always tells me that, um, people don't, people don't, um, people don't plan to fail, right? But they always fail to plan. That really stuck to me because, like, definitely people don't, nobody's planning to fail, but they always feel to plan. So growing up, I definitely knew, like, okay, I gotta have a plan for this. That is really big on, like, being organized and, like, you know, having a plan and not just moving from, you know, something to another something. You got to have a plan when you're leaving. You got to wake up with a, with a purpose. You can't just wake up and go to the floor. That was really big on those things. And another thing I think was um, every failure, there's always an excuse to it. So like, for example, if someone fails today and you ask them, how did you, feel it's going to be a, so he always tries to, you know, for every failure, there's an excuse. So try to limit the, try to limit the uh, excuses and just take it as a man, you know, big on that.
0: I love that. Sounds like you have a, a great father and a great surrounding of good advice and strong advice that comes from a lot of knowledge and wisdom over experience over time for sure. You you discuss your family and, and your time in Nigeria. How would you describe Nigeria to someone who's never been there and just what that means to you to know that you've spent part of your life in another country?
1: Um, I would say Nigeria um, Nigeria fast. Everything, it's, it's really, actually, weather, I would say, it's kinda it's hot down there. It's like really hot down there. Not too hot, but it, it's a cool, it's a cool weather. And the people, loving people, good food, it's religious, like I said all the time, you're gonna see, like, for every, like, everywhere you go to, there's a church around there everywhere you go to, you know. Everybody prays to monks, you know, Muslims, Christians, a big area, like, you know, diverse people. It's a really good place to live in, you know? Definitely.
0: So bring me into your story of how you ended up in the states You said you say, you said uh, how you ended up here in America bring me into that story So, we, Hi, hey, so, go
1: ahead. Yeah, so um, this was like I was like 12 13 and it was just you know my parents looking for more opportunities for me and my siblings for example like scholarship wise there's no like in nigeria there's no like football scholarship or track scholarships and stuff like that you gotta pay to be in those type of things so my mom and my dad decided to bring in my siblings here to, you know better education for sure and to get the best you know best opportunities for like scholarship and stuff like that because we everybody you know the united states is like the number one place for opportunities so it was definitely uh, that was definitely the plan to bring us up here.
0: And so did you move as, as a complete family? Did everybody come together?
1: Um, No, my mom came here the first then. Me and my siblings and my dad came here.
0: So how much time was in between your mom coming to America until the rest of the family came?
1: Um, so I was in boarding school. I didn't really know them. I was born in border School, Nigeria, so. And when I was there, during I was strict on like, you know, they were, like so strict, we didn't barely talk to our parents. But I would say my mom came around like January 20, 26th. we came in 2017,
0: July. Okay. And that, and that time away from your mom and whatnot, uh, what did that teach you? How did you grow from that? And and just, you know, the, the unique journey that you had of being away from your mom and and her fighting for a better life for the family and then you eventually all getting to migrate to america together
1: i will say it made me like really independent like during like that time period i pretty got so independent like it, it kind of like led to me being who i am today like i just was an independent person I, I can work for myself i can do whatever i want by myself i can cook for myself it just made me like it, it was part of like the um It's part of like what made me the person I am today. Kinda like, you know, I gotta cook for myself. Nobody's to do this for you, David. You gotta do that. So I had to like learn at a young age that, you know, I gotta do stuff for myself. I will say that, definitely. It made me so independent growing up.
0: I come in here from David. I'm pariola here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in this National Signing Day special. So you come to the states, you you know start to build your life. Uh, a few years ago, when you came in, a new chapter in your life was football. When did football become an interest for you, and why did it become an interest? So
1: when I came here, um, people, I wasn't really the biggest. I wasn't big at all so my eighth grade year was like when I, I would say puberty like hit me a lot because i got so tall it's, it was out of nowhere like nobody saw it coming summertime came and i just got so big and tall and everybody was like oh my god you should play football and i really never played it before i never i could i could have a boy at that time i remember and my gym teachers at school would be like "Dave, you should play football it would be like the best ball for you you like it this and that and there's people in my class that play football and i just couldn't understand the sport at that moment. So I remember um, my, my eighth grade year, I tried to join the, um, this this um, little league team, and it couldn't work because I didn't I didn't have a physical one time, just is a lot of stuff. So I didn't play for my eighth grade year. So my freshman in high school, I just wanted to see what it felt like. You know, everybody's saying it, might as well give it a try. You know, I wasn't I didn't even know I was gonna get you forward. I just wanted to see what it felt like. I just wanted to. Be a monk, you know. So I, I just want to be able to understand a, the sport football. I just want to understand and, you know, talk to other people about it. So I don't feel like I'm alone. And, you know, so I joined football and my freshman year I played. I don't really remember much because I, it was my freshman Everything was like a blur. It was like I didn't know what I was doing. I was playing, though, but I just don't remember what I was doing because I was so young. First time playing football, I was just learning the rules and stuff like that. And after my freshman year, it was my COVID that came. So, COVID, well, I would say COVID definitely was, like, a, a great impact in my football career. Like, I would say that. Like, the whole quarantine, I was outside every day with a fence, went to the field. The field is a field right by my house. Go to the field with a lighter, some cleats, and you know, a football. And I had, like, my other friends with me. And we did this, like, every day from, like, in the morning from like 10 in the morning to like 6 p.m. We ride a bike down there in the morning. You know, we, you know, we all laugh, ride a bike, we race down there. Then we work out, work out. We 1v1, 707s all day long, Monday to Saturdays. And that Sunday we take our break and we come back Monday. We just doing it every day, running routes. Can't work, can't linebackers. We just, we, just, we set up a whole, like a whole, you know, field thing. Like every day we can just come out here and just work. So that definitely made me better because that, that worked for that cold car time. It made me better. Um, When spring ball came, I was already on point. I already knew, okay, this is what I'm doing. Damn, easy. It was doing quarantine. I did it by myself. I got it. And that started putting me on the radar. Went to the the Rivals Combine camp. Went to the Rivals Combine. I didn't get get in for the camp. And then, you know, I started getting looks. And I I just started coming in step by step. And then my junior year, I just polished up everything. I started getting more looks. And then my senior year was um, a couple months ago. And that's just that's how it just everything
0: happened. And you you obviously played uh, in Mar- Baltimore, Maryland at Woodlawn. Uh, how did Maryland become home? And what can you say about Woodlawn as a school? And, and spending some time in Baltimore.
1: Um. So picking Maryland as a home, I, I, that wasn't really my choice. I don't really know why we came to Baltimore, Maryland. But it was like my parents ended up coming here, so. And I know know God had a plan for why we came here. So I'm going to leave that. So I was say in um, Baltimore, Maryland, I mean, Woodlawn High School, Baltimore, I will say a lot of kids, like nobody really, Woodlawn is a school where we're underestimated. Like nobody ever thinks you can make it out of Woodlawn. Nobody thinks that, oh, it's possible to succeed out of Woodlawn. And I remember when I first got to Woodlawn and I was playing football, the the coaches that were there, they left. And everybody transferred out the school. And it was just like, dang, you know, should I stay at Woodlawn? Because, like I said, my dad told me never to quit. Like, I don't quit. I just can't leave something because something's not going right. I'm, just not, I'm not that type of person. So I stayed at Woodlawn with the freshmen. I was young. I was a junior back then. And I stayed at Woodlawn. I helped, you know. I, didn't, I wasn't getting looks. But I was supposed to be getting a lot of looks. But I wasn't because I was at Woodlawn. Woodlawn is not really a school and a raider. So I was going to a lot of work. I was going to camps. I spent like $500 on camp. I didn't hear Just going to a lot of camps, going to state by state, trying to get myself in a rager, trying to put Woodla on the map, you know? And I was doing this, you know, I'm just praying. That I'm, I'm praying every day. I'm praying, I'm praying. I know I'm gonna get someone, I know something's gonna come out, you know? And I would say, like right now, after I committed to, um, Syracuse, I would say it's really a good look for woodland. Like. I'm so happy for Woodlawn right now. I'm happy for myself, but I'm so happy for Woodlawn because a lot of people told me, like, they would come up to me and be like, Hey David, you're not gonna leave Woodlawn, you're not gonna succeed out of Woodlawn, you know. And it was just like a like a, I had to make a choice. So I had to like decide, hey David, do I wanna really do this? I wanna stay in So it was like a really tough battle and I thank God for, you know, making me find Syracuse, for Syracuse finding me. Like was, that's how I said it's, it's really God. That's how I pray to God because this is not what I did. This is not me. This is God right there. Like it was like the best, you know, opportunity like make it out. Nobody ever made nobody ever made it to Syracuse from a Baltimore County school. Nobody really goes to a, a power five college from Baltimore County schools. So it was like I'm not just doing it for Baltimore, I'm doing it for Baltimore, you know. And it just makes, you know, I'm I'm so happy for right now because now every other person in the world knows. Okay, Baltimore is not just good for the bad thing. They're not just bad people. It's absolutely Baltimore. We just underestimated. We just under the map, you know.
0: So yeah. You know, and, and, and you having that, like you said, to carry that torch not just for you and your dreams and your goals and your personal journey, but for Baltimore, Maryland, for Woodlawn, to have that connection. What does that do? Like, what are you hoping to be for other kids that are out there chasing their dreams?
1: Um, I think about this a lot to myself, See, I would say that um, other kids out there, I would say just keep grinding, keep praying. I, I just want to be like a motivation, you know. Like, I'm the type of person I tell myself all the time if one person can do it, if I see someone that can do it, I can tell myself like, if that person does it, I can do it too. So I'm praying there's other kids out there thinking like I am right now, like if David can do it, I can do it too. As long as you, you know, put that time into it, I believe you can do it. So I, I wanna just be like a motivation, you know, like a point of like like a thought like David did it from Woodlawn, I can do it too. That type of thing. That's what I'm really concerned about.
0: David, I'm a Pariola here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, defensive lineman coming in from Woodlawn in Baltimore, Maryland. National Signing Day Special signing with Syracuse and their football program coming in in 2023. Are you going to early enroll and do spring, David, or are you coming in in the summer?
1: Um, I'm early enrolling.
0: Okay, so you're going to come in and be a part of the spring. What was it about Syracuse? Why did you choose the orange?
1: let's we'll say when the coaches reached out to me I could tell like I could tell like okay they're interested you can see you can feel it like from the first conversation you can just feel you can see the smile of the coach faces you know you can see the, the bond like when I got there on the visit it was the family bond they had like Everybody's talking to each other. You know, everybody knows each other. Offense and defense. They literally at practice. I was watching their practice. You know, they um go harder. They go harder than each other. and They you know they shake hands and it's like okay, they got family bond. They're like a brother. They're always together. They move together. You know, it just felt so good. It looks it looked good. It felt good. They just felt like yeah, this is where I want to be at. The coaches were so welcoming. They welcomed me. They you know they treated me like I was one of theirs, and it felt so good. felt too good.
0: And and how long did they? recruit you what was that process like in the length of that process
1: um i was being recruited by syracuse for just like okay after i lost that was like a month it was like no actually 20 i want to say 20 something days because i started talking to the coach so my story so the coach that recruited me I texted them before in two thousand and twenty one, I sent them my film. Sent them my film like three times already, right? And he never responded to it. I mean that's that's kinda normal. So um a coach that like told him about me and he reached out to me. And after he reached out to me, um we decided to meet up. He came to my school, we met, we sat down, we talked, then after that, you know, my mother came in after that official visit and all this happened in like a matter of two, three weeks.
0: Yeah. And in when you know, Syracuse being the right fit for you, who did you build a relationship with? Who on the coaching staff do you feel close with at this point that really helped you make the decision for Syracuse?
1: Okay. I would say Coach Coach um Coach Khalil. Coach Khalil definitely. He was he was really like a bright person. Like I got there, Coach Khalil. I would say the Tyler, I met a person named Tyler. He picked us up from the airport, talking he, social he really like, you know. You can express himself. You know, he talked about everything. I would say Tyler, Coach Khalil, Coach Acuff, Coach uh, Coach Johnson, and yeah, I would say those people definitely. Had like, I was watching them all along, and they made me So, like, okay, this what I want to do.
0: And you coming in as a, as a lighter D lineman, are you looking to be on the D line? Are you looking to play linebacker? Uh, how do you view yourself in the three three five?
1: Um, honestly. Uh, I will say whatever position they put me as, I'm a dog in it regardless. I played I played a lot of positions in high school, so I'm not. I'm, so I'm ready to play any position they want me to play. Uh, I, I will say about the weight then. I used to be too fitty. So I, I, I used to be too fitty, but because I wrestle, I cut weight, and my weight like kind of like move up and down. So I will say I can gain weight and I can lose weight too. I'm really, I'm really a big person. I can, so yeah.
0: So for you, how do you envision your I know you you said you'll play wherever, but if you came in and they said, you know, where would you like to go or what would you like to do in the 335, what would you say?
1: Um I would say the DN. I was I love playing DN. I just I just love it. I would say outside linebacker, DN, that type of stuff. Either outside linebacker or um DN, one of those.
0: That coming here from David Amapariola here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, telling his story coming from Nigeria to America and building this life. What do you want to say to your family now that you're here on National Signing Day, you got a Division I scholarship, you're not going to have to pay for your education, you have an opportunity to play a sport. That you've come to love you have an opportunity to go to a school with a with a good degree you know what do you want to say to your family for helping you to have the road to even have this as a thought let alone have it come to reality
1: um i would say thank you so much to my parents my family foreign here everybody believed in me it was a lot of prayer it was a lot of you know second guessing a lot of like choice decision we have to make but i just thank god and i thank my family so much for the, the motivation the determination and the pushing me you know when i've been times where, oh, they pushed me they just kept they're uh, gotta keep going david you can't stop you can't give up i will say thank you so much for being there by my side all through this process thank you
0: And that's from David Amapariola coming into Syracuse early enrollee for the spring National Signing Day special to celebrate this news on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. David, I appreciate it, and I, I do, I love the name. Olawade Milade, Oma Pariola, like just a a very beautiful name, its meaning, and just the way that it kind of flows off the tongue. So thank you for sharing the story of where you came from, where the name came from, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you in person and getting to know you and getting to tell your story.
1: I got you. Thank you so much.